This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X.amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast on NBCSports.com. I'm Robbie Muster with my friend Robbie Earl. We're going to start, Robbie, with the big game on Sunday, the North London derby. Arsenal won, Spurs won. I have to say, mate, I really enjoyed the game for different yeah. reasons and different parts of both teams' performances. What was your major takeaway? Well, I think a, a, a draw was about fair result, Rob, but I think for me, a little bit credit, more credit has to go to Spurs and um, Maurizio Pochettino bringing his team to the Emirates. And it's an Arsenal team that when you think of, I thought I had three massive motivations coming into the, the match. One, the big defeat in the Champions League. Two, at home in the North London derby. Three, the chance to go top of the table. Yet Spurs came and played with athleticism. They had a, a drive and a determination with good character. And at the end of the game, they had a good resilience. And those aren't things I've ever necessarily said about Spurs' team. And I think there's, there's a lot to look forward to when you think of the age and the development of this Spurs team under Pochettino so far. I thought the key matchup here, and I said this before the game, was between the, the golden triangle, if you like, on the left side of Arsenal, mm-hmm. with Alexis Sanchez, Meza Ozil uh, and Sandy Cazorla against the, the mm-hmm. tough, the, the hard-working, yeah. running power of Dembele, Ale and Dyer. I thought the Spurs midfield, with their extra energy, enthusiasm and quality, I thought particularly from Dembele, came out on top. What did you think? Yeah, it, it wasn't the golden triangle. It was a bit more like the bronze triangle, to be <laughs> honest, mate. They never quite sparkled, did they? I mean, mm. all, all fairness to Ezra, when they needed something special, again, he came out with another assist to put the ball into Gibbs to give the equaliser. So, we'll give a little bit of credit to, to Arsenal there. And they kept plugging away and kept having a go. But, no, the, the big players didn't turn up. They didn't control the game in, in midfield. And from Spurs' point of view, I look at Deli Alley and Eric Dyer, and I think that's that's a growing force in English football. I look at Alderweireld and Betongen, and to mm. me, that's the best partnership, uh, centre-back partnership in the league right now. Harry Kane returning to form, and, and then you look at people like Dembele and Lamella, who I think are starting to get it. It's starting to have a little bit more authority and confidence. There's a lot of positives and, and plus points for Spurs coming out of this draw. And uh, I think that will put them in good stead. They've only lost, Rob, the first game of the season. That's at Manchester United. Yeah, and uh, that was a little bit unlucky as well. I've just been super impressed with the improvement at Spurs. And any club, any Mm. bunch of fans, wants their manager to find a way through recruitment, of course, but also personal development of individual players. Mm. We know all about Harry Kane from last season. We know all about Christian Eriksen's ability and qualities. 
I mean, uh, talk about the, the development of Eric Lamella. You know, Dyer's come into the team and midfield has done a very good job. Deli Ali, a young player, has come into the team to make them better. Moussa Dembele, as we both agree, I mean, he's improved along with the recruitment yeah. of Aldo Ereld. All of a sudden, this Spurs team that finished fifth, by the way, last season has definitely got better. Now, <laughs> improvement, you want to see it in the league table standings at the <clears> end of the season. That's a big jump, by the way, from fifth into that top four. But considering what Chelsea are doing, I think right now, of all the teams that want to get in there, apart from the obvious uh, two or three with the United, Come on, give me the Spurs, Robbie Musco big call. I yeah, can hear it coming. No, but I think there's Spurs... A drum roll. There's the, a drum roll. <laughs> the Spurs are favourites right now in that group of teams, with oh, Liverpool and a few others. Wow. Uh, yeah, in that group of teams mm. to finish in the top four. I'm talking about, you know, Liverpool... Uh, Chelsea's ability to, to rebound into the mm. top four and Spurs. I think Spurs right now look in good position to do it. I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to say they won't finish fourth. My, my worry is about the long haul. Rob. We're, we're a third through the season. I just think that, that, that there might be some question marks uh, about the, the, the longevity they're fit, they're of Dele over a long season. They're a fit, they're a fit team. You know, I, I don't disagree, and I, and I said today that they, in some respect, ran the game out of Arsenal in the early stages. But it, it's a slog, Rob. It, it wears you down, and if they do stay in Europe, and and then the FA Cup kicks in, I'm not saying, and, and the squad maybe is not as deep as maybe some of the other teams you talked about. That might be the thing that hurts them. But listen, there's plenty to look forward to, and I certainly don't want to be showing the doom and gloom to, to Spurs after what was a, a yeah. really good day for them and a day where. I start to think, we, we talked on the radio last night and we talked about, you know, in a matchup of, of, of a North London team, who would you pick as your goalkeeper, as your back four, as your midfield, as your striker? And we were saying there ain't a lot between the two teams. I thought today was a day which will have given Spurs uh, and Pochettino a, a, a huge confidence in that they can pretty much go toe-to-toe with some of the best in the league. Now, notwithstanding that Arsenal have got players missing, Rob, and that's an important thing we've got to talk about. You know, when they need to make changes today, Flamini... Giggs and, and Arteta come on, it isn't probably what you'd want to go on and win a game, but in the end it was enough to get a point. So, you know, the quality and the depth is with Arsenal, but I thought today the performance was all about Spurs. We're talking about long slogs of a season and it's going to be a long one. Manchester City failed to win at Aston Villa. Of course, mm. it was Remy Gard's first game as Aston Villa manager. I was a little disappointed with Man City, particularly in the first half. I thought yep. they played... With the handbrake on, I thought maybe 60 or 70% of effort is all I saw in that first half. They were better in the second half, but then it's wasted time for me. So the frustration that we get with Man City in, in previous seasons when they haven't gone on to win the title is just their, their continued motivation and desire to get the job done. It wasn't easy, and, and Villa no. um, would credit you know, the way that they played and set up. But I was a little disappointed with City today. Yeah, yeah. listen, Villa played a game, didn't have a shot on target today. And and that's OK for me. Listen, Remy God had to come in. And you, you don't come in as a team that this leaking goals like Villa and start working on your crossing in and finishing. You make sure things at the back are tight. And in due respect, he's done that. They haven't had a shot on target, but they've got a point. But if you're Manchester City, Rob, you've got no excuse. You've got no excuse when you've got the quality of player that they have. And I know Silva wasn't playing, and I know Aguero's still injured, but I'm looking through that team, and there's enough in that team to get a goal, to create chances, to make things happen. And and that's the, the one thing. The thing that holds Manchester City back is that thing that you say, where you've got to go through the gears. Now, there's times Manchester City don't put the foot on the pedal in that first 20 minutes and get games done. They don't go and get those two, three goals that, that then changes the whole complex of the game they kind of sit there and you almost get the sense they say 
Oh, we've seen good players. We, we've got so, so much talent. The, we'll, we'll get the one only thing with on. that, Rob, they, they, they did create chances. So, I, you know, I think the second half was better. But what about the chances they missed with Raheem Sterling's header yeah. and Kevin De Bruyne? Where he's trying Bru- to flick it. De Bruyne's it. got a score yeah, in front right of the goal. goal you yeah. know, it, but that, but that's a, to me, Rob, that's a mindset. That, that isn't the, the... You miss a chance. It's almost like, oh, OK, we'll take the next one and the next one. And these days, that's my worry with Man City, that they always think that the next chance is going to be the one that's important. When no... That might be the last chance you get. Put that one away, and it changes the whole complexity of the game. means that Villa can't fit in and bunker in and just... They might have to come out a little bit to open up, and then City have got the the pace, then they've got the quality, then they've got the ability to to get the goals. And it was interesting when when Wilfred Bonny came off that the substitution was was Jesus Navas. And I know you said on air that Navas' pace comes in the team, but they did have have Ian Acho on the bench... I just thought it today mm. to, to go and put a striker. And you, you know you're not going to be that much tasked with defending against Aston Villa. Get somebody on the, in, on the pitch who, who's an, a goal scorer, an 18-yard back boxman, who will take one of those chances when they come along. Yeah, I think so. That was, that was a big call from him, I think, on that. But uh, just on the other side of it, Aston Villa, I'll tell you what mm. I saw. I saw a team that obviously has been working on team shape without the ball. I mean, it's pretty obvious. You saw it. We get the view in the studio of a, a wonderful tactical, a tactical camera. And that was very plain to see. And, of course, that's important. And you want to see that. The other side of it, yeah. I thought they definitely tried to get the ball down. There was a little bit of confidence in their play of trying to pass the ball. Of course, it's going to be difficult to dominate possession against somebody like Manchester City. But I liked on both sides of it. I know they didn't create too much. But I kind of liked what I saw initially. Now, how much as that is the new guy, Remy Gard, Rob, or how much is mm-hmm. it that it's the new manager, enthusiasm, there's no pressure on the players, they're not going to get booed because the, the stadium is in a buoyant yeah. mood because the new manager. What did you think about Gard's first so, game? I saw a couple of things today, Rob, which I, which I was impressed with Remy Gard. I, I, I thought there was a nice relationship between him and the players, and when players came off, he, he was appreciative of what they'd done uh, as he made substitutes. I just thought he, he put four players back into the team, four players who'd played in, in League One last last year, who he knew from his time at, at Leon. So Amavi, Vertu, Garner, and Ayu came straight back into the team. So the the, the more French speaking or, or players played in France, he gave them a, a look in after they'd been pretty much on, on the outside of things with Tim Sherwood. He changed the shape a little bit. So from that four-two-three-one where you got two holding, he made it a very solid four-three-three. And he had Sinclair one side, he had Carlos Field the other with Jordan Ayew up front. And I just thought they were a little bit more solid. I thought people knew their jobs a little bit. There was there was none of that kind of indecision, Rob. You know where at times we've had Jack Grealish in what we call the hole. You know, he's a floater. Jack can go here and go there. Well, listen, in the position you when you asked him, Villa, when you're bottom of the league, you can't carry floaters. You can't carry number 10s. Guys, you've got everybody on that team has got to do their bit when you have the ball and more importantly, when you don't have the ball. And that's what I thought Remy God installed in his team today. And it's probably the reason why they've come out getting a point and gives them a little bit of a breather and, and just a little bit of, of, of a confidence boost going into the international break. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was pretty good from Aston Villa. Let's uh, take a look at another game that we had a close look at. Uh, Manchester mm-hmm. United beat West Brom 2-0. I think we saw the emergence of some of the younger players that really yeah. has been the key to their attacking play. There's been a lot of criticism. There's been a lot of criticism of, of the style of play of Van Gaal, the patience, the side-by-side, yeah. the too much possession, not enough penetration, which I am with, by the way, but not as much as a lot of people are saying about it. I think it's more about the players. The players is up front. If I'm a wide player or a front player and I've got a team that possess the ball very well, then I should get a lot mm. of the ball because our team have it. 
Lingard was a big, big selection, played very well in the Champions yeah. League, gets an excellent good. goal. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Martial absolutely should play as a number nine, was involved in the penalty for the second goal. Rooney back as a 10. I'm liking yeah. it a little bit more, Rob. I know it wasn't scintillating going forward, but there was no, no issues, issues, in my opinion, about being a negative style. That was good football and decent attacking football at times, and I think it's slowly getting better. It is. Um, I think up to a point, Rob, maybe 50-odd minutes in the game, I think there was a certain number of Manchester United fans who were not as happy. The attack-attack stuff was yeah, starting, but they, again, I think. But what do they know? want? Rob, even before Rob, this, it wasn't always attack-attack. Attack. Yeah. Rob, they want, to, well, they want to, at times, be on the edge of your seat watching football that, that's exciting, that, that, that that's creating chances. You don't want to be sitting back on your seat almost saying, is this it? Is this what well, I'll tell you what, listen... And, and I get that, and I get that, that the control, and I get that, that, that the yes. passing and the movements. But I've, I've said it before, Rob, we've played against Manchester United teams who've all had that, the back four in places, you know, smiling goal, holding midfield two. But ahead of them, Rob, you've had Cantona, you've had Giggs, you've had Beckham, you've had Scholes, you've had Andy Cole, you've had Dwight York, you've had Shane, the list can continue. Who can either individually and or collectively change a game? This Manchester United team hasn't, and at the moment, Rob, we're relying on 19 and 20 year old no, kids no, to no, come no. in and have big moments. Now that isn't good enough. And here's my here's my point to you and, and, and what I'd rather want to throw back. Memphis Depay. If, if you're LBG or, or the Manchester United manager now, stop the tough the tough love. Stop the, the, the iron fist. Get an arm around this guy. Find a way to get this guy on the pitch and playing for you. Because he's a guy that can score twenty or goals in, in the Dutch league, can can take great three kicks, has got pace, has got ability. You're buying for big money. And you discard him, Rob, and it's almost like teaching him a lesson, sticking him on the side. Well, actually, you're searching you, Louis Van Gogh, because at the moment, you've got a big-time player who's not giving anything to the football club. Yeah, but it gives a chance to Jesse Lingard. How's Lingard going to get a chance, Rob, and scores a goal? Because he Memphis... gives a chance. Yeah, well, but wait, so where do you bring him in? Reliant. Don't become over-reliant on kids in the Barclays Premier League. That if Jesse Lingard's now under pressure, he's got to keep scoring um, to, to keep Manchester United at the top of the league. You've brought a guy proven, and it's almost like you, it, he's happy to, to, to keep this guy on the side and keep him out of things. Somehow you've got to find a way to get him back. Somehow, as the manager, it's your job to push the buttons to get this guy playing again. Well, I don't think at the moment you can leave out Jesse Lingard. Unless you want to change the other side, Rob, and bring out Juan Mata, who, who to be fair, hasn't, hasn't been in great form. Possibly um, Juan Mata. Yeah, I'll tell don't, you what. don't play him on the right-hand side then. And, and, and Mata's coming inside, it, it, blocking things off, I think, a little bit at times. Not the athleticism to go with pace. Not He can't isolate somebody off the dribble like, like a Memphis can. I, I just feel with Memphis, it's almost like... He's getting away with this one a little bit. He spent a hell of a lot of money on this this kid. He's supposed to be bringing a little bit of, of excitement and dare. And he sits him on the side and, yeah, he's getting results. But come on, you're a top manager. Find a way to get the best out of this guy. Find a way to, to get him playing. Find a way to get him scoring and assisting goals. And then you get Martial, Lingard and Memphis in your team with Rooney behind. Now I think that, now I'm liking what I see. Yeah, that's quick. That's, that's a pacey-looking front line with, with mm. Rooney playing and little balls in behind that potentially as a future. We'll have to wait and see on that. OK, love, love, love to Leicester oh. City, to Jamie Vardy. 12 goals oh. in 12. S astonishing. Astonishing strike rate. Astonishing situation where they are on the league table right now. Talk to me about Leicester, Rob. The tinker man. I love him. He's, <laughs> he's in my hug. I'm loving him. And, and I'm not sure what he's drinking uh, up there at Leicester, but whatever it is, I want a pint of it. Because would you believe, Rob, he's talking about Jamie Vardy in comparison to some of the best 
finishes we've had in the world game. Listen to this. What a run he's on. I mean, incredible. Nine in nine matches. Have you worked with many strikers in the past? You've gone on that kind of run? Yes, I don't remember many Batistuta when I was manager in um, Fiorentina. But this Jamie is fantastic now. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I hearing that right? <laughs> That's classic. Jamie Bordy, Gabriel Batistuta. <laughs> hey, listen. When you're saying they're in the league, when you're playing <laughs> at the top of the leaders uh, and you're playing this kind of football they're playing and you've got the top goal score in the league, Tinkerman, you can say Get whatever you want, my friend, and I'm with you. I'm with you. Absolutely. The biggest story we've saved to the end, Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, this isn't <clears> so funny. It's not funny for Mourinho or the, the Chelsea fans. Yeah. They lose again. Seven losses <clears> in 12. Remarkable uh, to Stoke City. <laughs> Where does he go from here, by the way? Is that, is that it for him? Are you going to get rid of him, Rob? Mm, no, I think he gets his stay of execution. It's funny, isn't it? Because the, the whole, every paper, every article I've read is about the man who wasn't at the game, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho. Wherever it is, he still carries the headlines. And no, I think, if I'm looking at, at performances, and I always look, Rob, for those little signs, those little body um, contacts between man, uh, players and managers and the whether players are with him or not. I don't think you could look at that game against Stoke um, at the weekend and say, he's lost the players, the players aren't trying for him. I saw improved performance. I saw Hazard looking a little bit more like, I saw John Terry committed to, to his defending. But this thing's gone on too long. This started as a blip and it, it, it's, it's gone on far too much. I have a huge problem, and, and I've got to bring it up, and uh, we'll, we'll touch on it probably in, in the coming weeks. I've got a huge problem with Diego Costa. I think he's becoming a distraction to the football club. I think Just he's becoming not good. a hindrance. They're not good. He, 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 he wants to be a playground bully. Everyone he bumps into, he wants to fight. He wants to have a go at the personal hygiene of players. He wants to step on the toes of, of um, officials on the side of the pitch, stewards. I mean, listen, it's not a capital offence. You know, he, he should get a warning. But this guy's becoming a distraction that's not healthy. Last year, $35 million signing from for Atletico Madrid comes into the team, gives them what they want, gets 20 goals, they win the title. This year, two goals robbed, nowhere near the kind of player. He's got to concentrate back on his football and scoring goals because he's becoming as big a distraction as Jose Mourinho has to this football club and hurting Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, I thought they were good signs. I thought they were better. It's tough to try and make an argument in, 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 you know, in the positive for Chelsea when they lose, but I thought they were much more at it. A touch narrow at times, but I thought William was bright, Azar was certainly bright, and I just thought there was more drive about them, more enthusiasm about them. So, yeah, I'm still giving him another three or four weeks, I guess around to the end of the month, to try and uh, to finish this up and try and get back on track. That's the key thing that we're waiting to see. Um, just very quickly, Robert, and I just want to say about the whole Mourinho, and listen, if he, if he lasts another month, you know, until the end of the season, for another two or three years, let me tell you just in my opinion about this group and Jose Mourinho, something's broken, something's gone that never returned. You, there's something that's happened there. The, the amount of defeats, the way that so much drama has gone at the football club, this group will never be the same as the title-winning group. There's something that's lost. And it's that X factor that you can't quite put your finger on. And there will be people in and out. You know, John Terry over the next couple of years will be phased out because he's going to come to the end of his career. But this group have lost something, Rob, that I don't think you ever get back. And that's the challenge for Jose Mourinho if he stays a Chelsea manager or if he goes sooner rather than later. 
Okay, mate, we've run out of time. It's been a fantastic chat. Uh, remember, everybody, you can catch the Two Robbies football show on Premier League weekends on NBC Sports Radio uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern time. <sighs> it's been a great weekend. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Treat Dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off.